0: six months after the civil war broke out, that the Bolsheviks managed to gain control of all southern and central Russia. On the night of July 16, Tsar Nicholas II, his entire family, their doctor and servants, were executed by a squad of red guards at Yekaterinburg, the western terminus of the Trans-Siberian Railway. When the news reached Barnaul, it sent tremors of fear throughout the neighboring gentry and by late November, Red Guard units were only a hundred miles from the town, after executing suspected Tsarists en route. Zudilov had arranged to be warned of their approach in advance, and when the alert came, the family hurried to a prepared hiding place on the estate, stuffing as much money and jewelry as they could inside loose-fitting peasant clothes. Forgotten in the panic of the moment was eighteen-year-old Mikhail, Zudilov's eldest son, who happened to be out of the house. After the soldiers moved on, the family left their hiding place. Just outside the house, they were confronted by Michail, hanged from a tree. The sight of her dead half-brother sent six-year-old Maria into convulsions. Knowing the soldiers were bound to return, the Zudilovs quickly made plans to leave Russia, and in the dead of winter they set out for Harbin in Manchuria, the northeastern province of China. Maria claimed later that they travelled by private train, with a retinue of servants, as well as stacks of rubles and the family jewels stowed in their luggage. Although there's no doubt they escaped with enough assets to live very comfortably in exile, the private train is almost certainly another example of Maria the Fabulist. Red guards were still searching the area for potential enemies of the new Soviet Russia, and a private train would have aroused immediate suspicion. But as Barnaul was a stop on the Trans-Siberian Railway, only 400 miles from the Manchurian frontier, and Harbin the last stop before Vladivostok for eastbound trains, it seems far more likely that the Zudilovs decided to keep a low profile, and travelled by the regular route. When the child from a secluded country estate looked out the train window during that journey of almost 3,000 miles, She would have glimpsed the same frighteningly alien world as the Anglo-Russian novelist William Gerhardy, who travelled by the Trans-Siberian that same year. He saw a stricken land of misery, with ravenous and spectral refugees huddled on the platform when the train slowed down past a wayside station, dismal tracts of frozen steppe, occasionally swept by a violent gale that caused the coaches to rattle, squeal, and shudder and near the Chinese frontier, where civil war had been especially ferocious, a wake of gutted villages and more desperate refugees, some dying or dead. Ivan Bunin No one who did not actually witness it can comprehend what the Russian Revolution quickly turned into. The spectacle was sheer terror for anyone who had not utterly lost sight of God. Like thousands of other refugees, Zodilov chose Harbin because it was a Chinese city with a strong Russian presence. The Byzantine dome of the Russian cathedral dominated its skyline, and there was an extensive Russian quarter, part business, part residential, with street signs in Russian, droshkis instead of rickshaws, restaurants that served borscht and beef stroganoff. Japan had also moved in with trading concessions at the port on the Songhua River— Investments in the city's grain mills, and a chain of happiness mansions, brothels, that featured very young boys as well as girls, and Britain with a British export company that employed ruthlessly underpaid Chinese to slaughter thousands of pigs, fowl, and sheep every year, then freeze them for export to the homeland and the USA. Business, as usual, of course, meant politics, as usual. Colonial expansion in a country weakened by years of internal rebellions led by rival warlords. By the spring of 1918, Russian nationals formed almost a third of Harbin's population of 300,000, and the Chinese quarter was just a suburb, like a picturesque Chinatown set in a Hollywood silent movie, while the much larger central downtown area, with its handsome Beaux-Arts railroad station and Hotel Moderne, looked solidly Western. Under the agreement between Russia and China...